Hello and welcome everybody. This is episode number 32 of the Elevated Edge podcast. And for today's episode, I'm bringing on one of my Juco brothers, Julian Baldi. And uh, just really excited to have him on the show today. So he's got a very interesting story. I would consider it very much of an underdog. He came, he had a lot of uh, obstacles that he had to overcome. So I'm just really looking forward to him being able to talk about it. And every Every athlete is definitely going to get something out of this episode, so it's great to have you on the sh- show, Julian. How are you doing, buddy? My brother, man. Thank you. This is awesome. I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, man. I'm just really pumped because I've known you for some time now. We uh, went to the same JUCO, spent some good time with each other, and played some good football, yes, so I'm just definitely looking forward to learning a little bit about you more and just being able to allow you to talk about your own story, so... Can you tell the audience and I just a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you originally from? Um, and you're not from America, so how did you come to yeah. America eventually? Okay, so a little background story. First off, man, I really appreciate you. This is awesome. Thank you for giving me the time here. Um, so I'm originally from Italy. Um, I started playing football around, I was like 13. I think that's eighth grade or something like that. Mm-hmm. I really started falling in love with the game. Um, so basically, how the story, how I tell my story, how I got into football, because football, when you play, when you tell people play football in Italy, like, oh, you play uh, rugby? I say no, I, yeah. I play the thing with the helmet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I guess that football is more of an American thing. Yes, exactly. So I w- I played basketball for most of my younger years, and then I got kind of like tired of it. So I watched a movie one time, The Longest Yard, with Adam Sandler. Oh, with man. Play of. Yeah, yeah. And, like, that, I got really intrigued. So I looked it up, and, like, in my hometown, we actually have what, the only football team in the whole, like, state. Wow. So I tried out, yeah, and, like, everything started from there. I really fell in love with it. After a few years, I was able to make the Italian national team for, like, under 19. Because back home, everything is club. Okay. Like nothing is, yeah, everything is club. And I was like, damn, like what, what? I had like a moment where I was like, what if I want to take this to the next level? Like what I have to do like to, to go to the U.S. So the other thing I did also, I went to the, what was the world team? It was like a selection of like players from all around the globe. who We played wow. in the AT&T stadium. Oh, wow. That's For like awesome. a, Yeah, against Team USA. It was a whole thing in January of, I think it was 2015 or 2016. No, 2015. And like that, that that's my first time ever in the U.S. for a week. And just like you being a, there, it was in Dallas, Texas. Like yeah, that you're was wild. Just, what, just like eat some food, chill, and meet with people? Yeah, and and play ball. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, and just like gel with people all around the globe, sharing the same passion for the game. Um, so that really, like, okay, I said, I wanna, like, I wanna do, like, I wanna try to do this in the U.S. Like, I wanna try to like step this one up. So basically, what I did is like, like people do for college recruiting, I did the same thing for high school recruiting. So back in Italy, I made like a little highlight tape, start looking at high schools, put it on Facebook, Twitter, like. The whole the whole nine yards like they do for college recruiting, I did for high school recruiting. Yeah, that's awesome. And, yeah, and by the time like uh, Clearwater Academy reached out uh, down in Florida, mm-hmm. where then ended up going, it was me and other like two or three Italians down there. 
Um, so my goal, so my goal going in was always go play college football. That was yeah. always my goal, like stepping foot in the U.S. Mm-hmm. That so, was my goal from the start. So you're just sharing the film on Twitter, literally probably emailing coaches and everything like that too. So yes, were, you, yes. were, were you getting like many responses at the time or what did that kind of look like? Um, not really. Cause there wasn't really like, I didn't know a lot of high schools. Like I had to do some research. So I had some people who helped me with like, okay, there was like some organizations to help you like, okay, exchange student programs or like that yeah. type of deal. But I was really into football and Clearwater Academy at that time just moved to 11 man. And they were down in Florida and like, Really, that that experience down there, like, I'm going to touch on it later, like, really, like, made the connection I made at that school, mm-hmm. like, changed my life, per se. Like, yeah. that was, like, something. So, I'm just curious, like, you're young, uh, you know, you're in high school or whatever, and you're about to make your transition over to America. Like, were you nervous for that? Or, like, what, what did it, what did that kind of look yeah. like? Were your parents comfortable so, with it? Yeah, so basically I had to make the decision, like, like is this what I really want to do? Like, I was really excited because I, I planned for this, like, years back, mm-hmm. but nobody knew but me. Like, I was a really fat little shy kid, like, with no, like, no, literally. Like, my parents, like, even now, it's like, yo, we never thought you would make this jump. Like, because I never had this drive before, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But then, like, once I took that plane and the plane landed, like, in Florida from my high school, it was my senior year of high school I got here. Like, you on like, as an international student, you're by yourself, mm-hmm. per se. At least the time, because I didn't know nobody. Like, all my parents on the other side of the world, you know what I mean? Could you could you speak English, too? I'm just making sure. Or Oh, I mean a little bit. Like, not, like, I had to still learn. Like, I yeah. took some classes. I knew I was way worse than this. Yeah. Let's yeah, put yeah. it that way. <laughs> yeah, and if you guys can't tell by now, uh, Julian has a little bit of that accent. So, I, it's always cool because we, yeah. what, we used to call you Italy. Some people used to call you Italy. Yeah, like, yeah, really, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so, no, that was always, <laughs> always a good time. But, so, yeah, we're, we're kind of talking about, like, how you made that transition was, and was it nice to have those two other guys make the transition with you? Because did they go to the same high school as you, or what did? Yes, I mean that helps for sure. Because you have people from your own country who speak the same language, that yeah. makes it easier to like get everything going for okay. sure. So, did you have to live with a family or something like that, or how did that? Yeah, so basically, I lived with a host family. I think she was the dean of the high school, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, so you had to make sure you're doing good. Long story short. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, um, going forward, like I said, my goal was to get a scholarship to play college football. Yeah. But as we all know, like people start getting recruited in eighth grade, and I came to the U.S. my senior year. Yeah. So I was very unknown, and my school by that time was very small, and nobody knew about it. Yeah. Because now, now the school has like. 12 people go D1 every year. Like, it's pretty crazy what they yeah. do. No, there's some teams down in uh, Florida. I was uh, down there in January in Miami training with uh, some a teammate of mine. And it was just cool to be able to see because I'm originally from Iowa. And I feel like we just don't take sports as serious. So, yeah. and it's not that's a bad thing. It's just like, 
I saw the amount of like just because it's year round, it's just beautiful outside. So you can just go train twenty four seven while in Iowa exactly. there's like a foot of snow on the ground for four months out of the year. So it's just definitely different to be able to see uh, like some some of those teams down there have a lot of like good facilities and just really are D one factories. And mm-hmm. so it's cool to see. But you came late. Your team probably wasn't doing amazing, so you just didn't get exactly. the opportunity. So now we'll talk about your experience at Ellsworth Community College. What did that look like? How did you get in touch with the coaches? Yeah. So funny enough, I mean, before uh, Ellsworth, I went to Independence. Oh, uh, yeah. Did you know? You didn't know? I, did you I know? For, no, I did know that. I forgot about it, though. Oh, man. <laughs> you did okay, go hold on. Well, let me bring you back. Yeah. So, after after my senior year of high school, it was like January, so I was still looking for schools. I received a full ride scholarship to a JUCO. I won't say the name, but I didn't know how recruiting worked. I didn't know what signing day meant. So, like, I I just I kept co- uh, in touch with the coach, but at one point he just ghosted me, and I was like, "What's going on?" So I realized what happened in the day, like. They took my scholarship away because I waited too long. Yeah. But I didn't know. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because I didn't know how it worked. You just weren't educated. And I feel like that's a lot of athletes' issues because, you know, maybe you're the first person in your family that is an athlete yeah. or you just don't have somebody that's knowledgeable that can help guide you, th- excuse me, guide yeah. you through it. So, I mean, there's a ton of athletes out there that just don't know what the process and shoot, I didn't even know what the process looked like. Yeah, no, exactly. Because then that's the first time I realized, okay, like this is straight business. Like they don't care. Like they're just going next man up. They're going to ghost you and get the scholarship from somebody else. But at the end of the day, I was able to get a scholarship for Independence uh, Community College. Yep. Last chance you, season yep. three. <laughs> yep. Um, I, yeah, I was at that time. That's when I was there with uh, Coach Jason Brown, which was pretty wild, but mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Yeah, no, I mean, it It was always funny to watch just Last Chance you because, like, Juco is definitely not easy, and there's a lot of things that, if you've been through Juco, you kind of understand the experience, but definitely with the show, they're going to try to, like, dramatize some things, but there are some things that are, like, all right, you're like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, there's both, both exactly. sides to it. I mean, yeah, that like that that at that time I was it was very different because I was the only Italian or Latin national guy. Like I had no backups. Mm-hmm. Like it was just me. You know what I mean? So I, I really struggled at the beginning just because like nowhere. Like it was really tough. Mm-hmm. And we started with like two hundred guys summer camp. They cut like a hundred. <laughs> And then we got 80 returners, and then they cut another 40. So we were like 130 or 140 guys going into fall camp. I mean, yeah. after fall camp. And they redshirted like another – it was wild. Yeah. I even, I'm just throwing out numbers, but it was no, wild. I, but I was one of the redshirted guys I, too. I, yeah, and that's something that is tough because in, – but in Kansas, there is no rules about the out-of-state too – Correct? No, there wasn't. Okay, no, but, not that. No. Yeah, but for example, in Iowa, because I remember my freshman year at Ellsworth, we brought in like 150 dudes at the start of, you know, those summer workout camps where you're working out mm-hmm. for like two to three weeks with the team or whatever. 
Yeah. And then at the end of the season, I remember we counted in the room, and there was like sixty-five to seventy people left, and or yeah, left like so it went from one hundred fifty-five guys to like seventy dudes. So it's just like yeah. you know, guys either get in trouble, they leave just because of the amount of competition that's there. Some guys just yeah. give up football. Like there's just a multitude of reasons. So it's just it's crazy. Pretty, like, it's crazy. This is something that's pretty. Sta- I wouldn't say standard, but like. A lot of these JUCOs do need to bring in a lot of guys just because the numbers do dwindle. Exactly, exactly. But then also the thing is, like, coming into Ellsworth, I didn't know there was, like, another state rule. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they never tell you that. Yeah. Like, you got to, like, you got to figure that out by yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and what we mean by that, uh, framed by that, is wondering, like, states for junior colleges have different rules. So, Kansas was actually a pretty, like, premier league I would consider for, yeah. like, out-of-state guys because they could start as many out-of-state people as, as they wanted to on the team. And they could – could they offer full rides too or, like, close to I think least? so. Yeah, yeah, close to that. And really, Iowa and some, some of those schools wouldn't do that generally because they have less scholarships, I would say. And – but the thing is, at least at the time, they can only start, like, 20 – out of state and then 15 bordering state guys so only like 30 so they could or have on the roster at least so they could have like 35 guys that were out of state from iowa on the roster so yeah but they don't they probably don't tell you that just because you know they need to bring exactly just competition yeah so back going to indy my time there i was a red shirt so i was like okay so at least i need to get better right let me go work out so we only had one weight room, the football weight room on campus. And like every f- football weight room, you're only allowed to go in there with a coach. Yep. So I was kind of like, okay, this is my only chance to get better. So I had to find a way how I get to the uh, other weight room, which was like 10 minutes away with the car. So I find from fr- uh, some friends who got there sometimes, but I was trying to work out at least once a day, if not twice. Yep. So I was able to find a little bike. And, you know, it's Kansas, middle of nowhere. Like, if you guys saw on last chance you, like, there are cows running around the practice field sometimes. Like, it's pretty wild. Um, So I found a bike, and it took me, like, 30 minutes each time to go down, just down and back, so an hour total. And rural Kansas, like, yes, no, just as a warm-up. And, like, sometimes, like, I have wild dogs chasing me down. Because, like, there's nothing around. There's, yeah. like, some houses with dogs. It's the middle and, like, of nowhere. They were nowhere. trying to, like, bite me. Yes, it's wild. It's the middle of nowhere, yeah. It, it's never just drive through Kansas for fun because there is nothing, nothing. in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we both nothing. made countless trips. And, uh, yeah, yeah uh, don't do it. No, like, that was that was pretty wild. Like, that made me really understand how hungry I actually am and how bad I wanted this. Because on the weekends, I used to, like, ride my bike to the gym and just, like, take a nap there in the gym. Because I didn't want to, like, ride back for another hour to get back. Yeah. And just work out twice and, like, stay in the gym for, like, six hours. Work out, take a nap, work out again. Like, just, like, straight up grinding. And then... At the end of the season or whatever, I didn't really like it. They were saying, yeah, we're bringing a lot of transfers, blah, blah, blah. So I decided to leave. I went back home to Italy for the spring semester. 
And I didn't know if I would find another school or how would I approach it. So I was like, hey, maybe let me save up some money. So I worked at McDonald's over the weekends and uh, at the front desk of a, of a business during the, uh, during the weekdays mm-hmm. while trying to work out twice a day yeah. for like five days a week. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I didn't have no, no social time. I was just straight up grinding. Uh, yeah, so you were saying you had no social life, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, can you just cut out, but you can keep going now. Okay, okay, okay. I was just making <laughs> sure. Um, so, like, yeah, like that part, sometimes I use the joke always, okay, when people ask me why you work so hard, so I don't have to go back working at McDonald's. Yeah. Which is kind of like a joke, but kind of isn't. Like, working at McDonald's is all right, I guess, if you need to make some money, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not my dream job. Exactly. But I always just use it as a joke. <laughs> um. So then, like, I did the whole college recruiting thing again, reaching out to junior colleges with my film, blah, blah, blah. And funny enough, the reason why I chose to go to Ellsworth was because they had a wreck on campus. So I didn't have to find a bike to go to ride 30 or an hour to go to the weight room to get better. You know what I mean? Like, that was one of the main factors. And and the wreck is actually, like, the best thing probably at Ellsworth you know what I'm saying yes it's yes it's actually a pretty good weight room and like just area if you want to do you know fitness type stuff exactly exactly. man that's crazy I I can't (laughs) believe that's the sole well one of the main factors I mean honestly that's the sole reason honestly like it was a good juco and then it, it has a a wreck on campus. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and, yeah. and uh, there was a previous episode where I brought uh, Keontae and CJ on it. Yeah. So we, were, we were talking about the whole layout. So if you guys kind of want to know more about Ellsworth layout specifically, I'll go check out that episode just so you can understand what it what it looked like. But that's that's funny, man, because it it yeah. is nice. That is that is a nice uh, little wreck for. For it being, you know, a junior college and you're not probably going to have the, the greatest of facilities. But mm-hmm. so, yeah. So now you're transitioning to Ellsworth. What's that looking like? Did you when did you end up coming to Ellsworth? So you're just working. And then when did you come and you're training? Yeah. So what did that look like? So, so I mean, I was like I said, I stayed in Italy for the rest of the spring, just making money yeah. and working out. And then I think I came around second the second summer workout week or whatever i came to Ellsworth. i think i stayed at thompson hall if that was called yeah yeah Yeah. thompson hall man they need a yeah yeah Yeah. it was like it's it's pretty wild it's rough yeah it's it's like it's like the cinder blocks that you'd see in a a prison cell (laughs) pretty much like the white cinder blocks are literally like your walls so um, yeah, no. But, it, but I was already kind of sorry. Oh no, but I was just gonna say. But the only nice thing about it is the whole football team stayed in there, so you did get close yeah. to guys on the team, and it was a, a good way to be able to you know just interact and be able to meet different team members. So like there there are some good stories in there just because you're able to yeah. bond with guys. Exactly. I mean, I think you said it often. Like the Juco struggle is real. Like. Yeah. 
It's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you're you all broke together. You're all like, yeah, man, exactly. Like, you're just trying we, to survive. Do, like, do we it. really want to do this? Because it's like you're just waking up, and there's just no guarantee. Like, this could be your last exactly. time playing football. There's there's really no guarantee. So I I really just uh, am really excited and just you know proud of you that you kept going and you're pushing you didn't take no for an answer Thank you. the indie experience didn't work out and now you're at ellsworth so you're like yeah. you grinded you're working out in italy while working a job then you got the opportunity at ellsworth so what did the opportunity at ellsworth look like i mean honestly like going in my first season with ellsworth like before like the final cut was made for the team yeah i was in between like of making it or not making it yeah so like already then I faced adversity again. Yeah. But I ended up making it. Didn't get a lot of playing time, which was fine. So I still had one year left in junior college. Mm-hmm. So um, going into that, I was a big because my main thing was always okay. Because just to give people a perspective of being international, like there's always like being international is, is like being out of state with a, more additional costs to that too. Yep. So, like, it's very hard to get, like, a full-ride scholarship as an international. So, I always had to find ways to make money to, like, cover costs. Yep. So, I worked at the rec. Yeah. I worked as a residential assistant. Um, I worked as a math tutor. Like, I did all bunch of stuff. Back in JUCO, I worked as a janitor assistant. Mm-hmm. Like, just, just to, like... Hey, doing what you had to do to make ends meet, pretty much. And you're exactly. hungry. And this is what's showing... That if you're hungry, you'll find a way to make it happen. Exactly, exactly. So with my second season going in, didn't like didn't play as almost at all for the first few games. But then once uh, I started like playing around the fourth game, I like went off basically. Yeah, I was able to get like all American accolades. Yeah, and, um, and and this is why for everybody listening, like. I brought on Julian because he is like the definition of somebody that was the underdog. And you can clearly see it if you've been paying any attention to this because you literally came over from a different country to America. You weren't getting the opportunities. A lot of people would have just packed their bags and just started doing whatever. You know, they would have went to work or finding something different. But you were like, no, I'm passionate about this. I'm taking the opportunity. Still, even in the last year of junior college, you wouldn't even play the first few games. And you're still trying to go with it. And then you got that opportunity. And when you got the opportunity, you made the most of it. So for anybody out there, if you love the grind and you really love the sport or whatever you play, make sure you stick with it because there will be that point in time where you'll get that opportunity. And now when you get that opportunity, you got to make the most of it. Exactly. Just going back to that point, like during that time, I think it was like August till like October, November of my second year of junior college. I woke up every day saying, okay, today's my last day I quit. Like for like 90 days straight, I wanted to give up every single day. Yeah. But I didn't. Yeah. And it's not going to be easy. That's. That's. I, no. I remember there was multiple times in Juco where I was like, is this really like. Because I, yeah. I, I thought after my first year, I thought I had a really good season. You know, I led the team in tackles. I think I led the team in picks, too, if I'm not mistaken. Like, yeah. But our coaching staff got, uh, you know, they, they left. And just kind of when that recruiting part, you know, takes place, just 
no team really took a shot at me. So it was just like, man, like, is this what's really going to happen again? Because I feel like this happened in high school already for me. So um, that's, yeah, you know, just like if you're that underdog, just you got to be, you got to be comfortable being uncomfortable because there will be a lot of points in times when you're going to be in maybe not the best headspace, but you got to make sure that you're like have that goal and that vision always intact with yourself. Yes, that's a great point because any situation I had, I always knew like whatever like adversity I faced, I always had a feeling like no matter what, I'll make it somehow. Yeah. Like I either like the work could end in front of my face, but I always had that strong belief inside of myself. Like, okay, I'm going to make it somehow, no matter how, but I'll, I'll make it happen. Yeah. No, and, and that's awesome. Oh, keep going. Sorry. So going back to Ellsworth. So after like my second season, even though getting all American accolades and stuff, I still had only one scholarship offer um, as a defensive end, actually, which I didn't like really like to play at that time. Um, so I didn't, didn't take that. I thought it was over, honestly. I thought, okay, this football thing is over. So I applied for an internship in a uh, strength performance gym down in Florida, close where I went to high school, too, mm-hmm. called Bulletproof Athletics. Um, and during that year is when, COVID, when the whole COVID thing started. So I was still working hard because I was like, okay, maybe I want to play, like, in Europe, semi-pro yeah. something, right? Yeah, so I was still grinding hard. Yep. And then I forgot what it was. Me and my friend were always joking around. Oh, this COVID thing going to shut everything down and everything going to an extra year. Like, jokingly, right? And then a few months after, like, actually happened. And then I was like, oh, shoot. Like, I still got now. Yeah, now I still got two years left. So, and that time, like, the COVID year was a time where, like, I was working in the gym for, like, three hours a day. And the other time was just working out two times a day, like, every day. Like, I had no, no life. I mean, that was my life. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but outside like, of that, that like that was you at that point in time. Yes, yes. But even before that, like from the time of, from the time I went to high school in the U.S. till now, even like there were no parties, there were no like going outs. Like there was just tunnel vision focus. Yep. Like, and I think that's a really key factor why I was able to get where I'm right now. Like. Just being so focused on the craft. Yeah. I like, I really like the quote, separate to elevate. Mm-hmm. Because nah, you got to great... be. Go ahead. You, you got to be willing and to do stuff where other people want. You got to be able to separate yourself from the pack to elevate. Yeah. So that's why I did. And that's why I keep doing because I realized, okay, there's something there. Yeah. And that that's very powerful. And. Like, even for my own life, I I feel like that kind of applies to myself because, like, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't party. Like, I'm really focused on now, whether it's football for me now, playing at the professional level, I'm still grinding with that. There's no guarantee, but I'm actually focusing on my plan B, too, at the same time. Like, at the end of the day, I'm focusing on, you know, one of these two things is going to happen for me. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to exclude all the outside, like, glitz and glamour that a lot of people, you know, get their uh, heads stuck on, you know, or just like, I, I feel yeah. like a lot of people don't worry about the future, you know what I'm saying? And, like, they don't really try to make an emphasis on 
Like what what is going to help propel them to make it to the next step in their life or level in football or, or whatever it may be. You get what I'm saying? Yes, exactly. So going back, so while I was working an internship down in Florida in the gym, yep. I was started like training my high school, my old high school team. Where that's where the whole like coach juice so uh, is that started? Is that where like your you kind of got like a little a little famous off of with like the videos? No, that was actually the year like the year after. Okay, or, like yeah, because during COVID year I was just grinding. I was still coach juice because I was so like juice meaning energy the hype. Yeah, like with the football team. So I kept that like I kept the idea in the back of my head, and then so going back to uh, the extra year. Um, I was once I heard the extra year, I, I went crazy again with recruiting, like spamming college coaches. Like I went nuts. Yeah, I got I got a few PWOs, but for me, I was like, I was tired of working. Like I I said, no, I need I need a good good amount of scholarship money to be able to go to school. Yeah, and uh, for people that don't know, a PWO is like a preferred walk on, but that means you're still having to pay to pretty much go to school. So you're not actually getting scholarship money per se, at least like athletic, exactly. athletic money. Right? Exactly. And mo- I couldn't afford most of the schools, even with a partial scholarship. Yeah. School so is going not, into not cheap. Yeah. School is not cheap. Anyway, keep going. Exactly. Um, and then, so I think it was, what was it? Around March of 2021, like signing day passed, the first signing day, which is February what first? Yeah. Probably, uh, it's know. it's always around that date, around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I got very close to get a full ride FCS scholarship, but that didn't fall through. So it was now it got oh in March twenty twenty one, I started posting TikToks just for fun. And that's where my back extension kind of went viral. Yeah. And then Sports Sports no. Center reposted it. So that's when I kind of like I started getting viral, like yeah. March 2021. No, you didn't just kind of get viral. You were like the face of working out for a hot minute uh, just you know, <laughs> on social media. That was, that was really cool because I was like, no way. And I'm not big into social media at all. But then I was like, I don't even know who. But somebody sent it to me. I was like, oh. Like, that was so cool because, and I feel like you really transformed your body too. And that's something that we haven't really talked about. But over the course of like your time, I just feel like your body just completely transformed. And we'll kind of talk about what you have to offer a little bit later. But, yeah. Um, we, you can keep going because it's just, okay. it's getting my head rolling. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, so like in March, like like I said, the Coach Juice thing kind of like blew off, and I I was like, okay, now I gotta like capitalize the moment, right? So I kept posting stuff. I trying to like make stuff nice, like edit videos, like do all that, which kind of worked out. But I still had no scholarship, like yeah. you know what I mean. So in summer of 2021, like the I think the the close gap was July 1st or something for transfers to transfer to a school. Gotcha. To sign for yeah, a school. Yeah, to sign to be there. Yeah, exactly. So in June, I I went to high school football camps, to the summer camps. I yep. signed up as a as a high school player. Yeah. Just to like get in front of coaches. So you, and I said I. Oh, go ahead. 
uh, I had business cards. I I did all the tricks in the hat. Like I put my name, my Twitter name on the back of my jersey. I actually went kind of like viral with that on Max Preps too. Mm-hmm. Like I, remember, I did everything. I remember seeing that too. Uh, and that's just you being hungry and staying persistent. This is just keep adding on to you not giving up on the goal and the vision. And so that's that's awesome, man. Do you, it, would you suggest? high school or college guys if they're going to camps to do stuff like that yes because that was the point where i met uh the the head coach of valdosta state at that time was coach golf and he saw me oh he really liked my film blah 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 so we talked for a while and that's how i got to valdosta state at the end of the day so So, now now that you signed up as a high school student were they like when you came there were they like you're really a JUCO guy, or what? Do they not? They really didn't care. care. Okay. They don't, they didn't know. They didn't care. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like now with the transfer portal is a lot different because yeah. now they have camps for that. But by that time, not really. I still saw some JUCO guys and some transfer mm-hmm. guys at the camps, but it wasn't very common. Yeah. But it was like a all in mentality. Like there was if what's the worst that can happen? Oh, you're too old to be here. Like who cares? Like. More than no, I can't say, but my, myself, putting myself out there, like, I made so many connections with college coaches, like, and I was like, oh, wow, like, if we had a spot open, like, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, like, and, like, some coaches even knew me, so, oh, are you that guy from uh, Sports Center? Like, it was pretty crazy. Hey, well, that all helped you, you know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, so that's awesome. Exactly. But a big thing, like, what people don't see is all the work that was done in the back end. I said, oh, yeah, like, this and that, like, physique, strength. But, no, like, you didn't see those sleepless nights where I was thinking, like, I really struggled with uncertainty. Like, during the COVID year, just because I didn't know. Yeah. Like, what's next? Yeah. Because I didn't have no scholarship. My visa was about to run out because... It's a whole thing, oh, like even being international. Yeah, just like, absolutely, just you had no clue what you were about to do in the next few months to year or whatever. Exactly, like, exactly. Had, I thought it was over, yeah. but I kept grinding. Because I, I told, like I said before, like I had this belief like way deep inside that I'm going to make it some type of way. Like there has to be a way. Man, you got me fired up right now. <laughs> just because like, I was like, I work too hard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way this is not going to pay off. I work too hard. Yeah, 100%. And, and, and I know your work ethic, and that was just something that's just so cool to see. It's like, yeah. man, you made it happen. So, exactly. But anyway, like, you're at these camps, and now you, you're you at Valdosta State, correct? Yeah. And so how, how did that – like, obviously, you did the camps. You met the coach there mm-hmm. at some of the camps. Yes, so, exactly. So – I went to Florida State football camp, which was huge. There was like a million people out there. And at the end of the camp, uh, Coach Goff, by that time, was the head coach because now we had a coaching change. But he came up to me. He really liked how I moved. So we talked. And then a few days later, they offered me a scholarship. And, like, that was, like, yeah, it was, it was like, indescribable feeling like it felt like everything paid off at that point it was a no-brainer man no-brainer yeah exactly yeah and And like i I committed i signed a a week before july 1st a week before it could have been all over with Mm -hmm. like i just want to like let people know like this there is no secret as long as you don't quit like you will make it like it's that simple Mm mm-hmm 
Like it's that simple. Yeah. So man, that's 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 such a good story too. Just because like some people probably have seen your videos and whatnot, but they really didn't see all the things that led up to you just being able to even get the opportunity to play after JUCO. Like that. That's just crazy. Yeah. But um, oh, I know. So we kind of we talked about like you, your whole story. I do want to talk about. Um, like, A, we can talk a little bit about what you've been doing at Valdosta, but then also kind of what you're doing on the side with social media, um, mm-hmm. like what products and different things like yeah, you have to offer. And because I know you kind of have all that like different marketing stuff. And I just think that's cool because like with this podcast, I really try to target a lot of college student athletes and pro athletes. And I talk. I like to talk about side hustles. So I have a vending machine company that I'm running right now, and I'm really interested in real estate. So like, it's always cool to see you know guys or girls trying to be entrepreneurs while they're also playing the sport they love. Yes, I think that's a great point. Um, especially as athletes, like I think we have like an outlet. Like some people say, uh, don't let football use you. Use it. Mm-hmm. Like, cause you doing all this work, but it can, like we say, it can be gone like that. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like building a brand around yourself is really like it's a great it's a great opportunity. Like in general, even after football. So that's where my my one of my big focuses on just like building a good brand, like trying to help people. Um, and now, like, I created this app with most of my workouts on it because I, I always, like, trying to help my younger self out, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because when I was back home, I didn't know, okay, I was doing, like, bodybuilder workouts, but I didn't know, like, what specific works I need to do, like, to, to get faster, to be an athlete, like, because there's a bunch of different training techniques for specific goals, but... So that's why I was trying to help my younger self out with like this app where I have like specific like workouts on it to increase strength, speed, and power, especially for athletes. What's what's the app called? Uh, it's called My Art. You can find it on my link in my bio uh, on Instagram at Julian underscore Baldy. Yep. So we'll we'll uh, put that in the show notes so everybody can check that out and uh, you guys can go you know look at it, research it. And definitely ask <laughs> ask Julian if you have any questions about it. But that's that's really cool that you were just you know there was a there was a problem per se for your younger self, but you're exactly. trying to make the solution for it and help other athletes. So could you talk about the success stories that you've seen with some of the athletes or people that have used your um, app? Oh yeah, I mean a good friend of mine back in Italy. Shout out to Lorenzo. Like, I've been working with him, like, way back, but, like, he, he was a little chubby kid, I guess. Uh, no offense. Yeah, yeah, but, you know. <laughs> but, like, he got, he got like, really in shape. Like, I got a great before and after picture of him. And then I, I got another guy from the uh, from Belgium. Mm-hmm. He's plays linebacker, too. Um, I honestly don't know how to pronounce his name, so I won't say I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but he really had great results, too. Like, I just, like... I love to help people who I feel like, damn, this could have been me like a few years back. Just who are hungry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and definitely, it's, if it's something that 
other people I've had success with, like if you're able to stick to the program and utilize it yourself, you will see results. And that's that's something that's always yes. great. So make sure you guys definitely check that out because I know you put a lot, a lot of work into it. I looked at it. I thought it was really interesting. So, um, yeah, you guys definitely check it out. It'll be in the show notes. And is there anything else that you're kind of working on the side, just building your brand, or is that kind of what you're focusing with? Because I know you're working with, like, personal, like, like, you know, strength training, all that. And then is there anything else? Uh, My focus right now is mainly on football just because we have the season around the corner. Yeah, yeah. but right now, I just like try to keep uh, posting stuff like with helpful tips on Instagram or TikTok, just like to give people a perspective for like little like tips, how to like eat better, or, like little snacks there, like high protein snacks or something like that. Yeah. Uh, that's mainly what I'm focusing on right now. Yeah. And that's something that's really important because you are about to go into your last guaranteed football season of your life. And this is something like I just experienced last year. And it's definitely emotional. You're like you're you're gonna be, you're gonna appreciate everything a little bit more because you know after that like there's just absolutely no guarantees like like you've already had before. Um, so yeah, make sure you're focusing on that. But it's always good yeah. to see when athletes are doing things on the side to you know just trying to build build their own brand. So it's it's cool. So what are some of your short term and then what are some of your long term goals? Um, like long term, how long are we? Five, ten years, or okay. just whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, sh- let's start with short term. Short term for sure, like have a successful season, like win the Natty. Because last mm-hmm. year we went there and we kind of like got whooped. Yeah, respectfully. <laughs> um, graduate, get my get my degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for long term, I would say my. My long-term goal is to, like, help people achieve what other people thought they could do, like, do the impossible. Yeah. Because I think that's kind of, like, what I'm, I've done a few times. Like, when people see me lift with all that, like, craziness, per se, like, when I'm so locked in in a certain thing or I get something that gets super hype, it's more, it's more than just the hype. The, there's a big why behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, every workout I do is personal. Like, every no, every people's, every doubt I get, I put it in a little bucket in my head. Like, okay. And then when I work out, I put it out. My so-called demons, per se. Yeah. (laughs) No, and, and, and working out is just such a good outlet just to, like, let everything loose. Like, that's some, regardless if I'm training or not, it's just something that's, you're able to just be with yourself or like a group of people and you're just trying to like literally lift whatever you can yeah get whatever bad emotion is out and like shove it shove it away from yourself and just like let loose exactly. you know what I'm yeah that's why like when I, people don't understand like the important like especially like if you're trying to go like for me lifting like always translate to the football field yep so like when people say oh like blah 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 like i always like use that like to get me motivated in the gym for instance this was way back in Ellsworth the second year like I used to post YouTube videos when I was in Italy where I was doing like a sprinting thing or something and one day the linebacker coach pulls pulls it up during film 
and like they were all laughing at me how slow I was or like my running technique. I mean, it was a funny thing. Yeah. But I, I was laughing too. It was, was kind of funny, but in my mind, I kind of took it personal. Yeah. So like next time I was lifting the gym, I didn't feel like it. I was like, oh no, they said I'm slow. They said like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But like. I got a million of those in my head because I've been told so many times I won't be able to do this or do that. So I I thrive off of that. Yeah. No, that's something that's just going to keep motivating you to keep going. So that's great. So I do uh, have one last question before we'll get to the exit interview because we didn't stress this. But what can you talk about like the importance of having like the grades, right? Especially when you're going JUCO. How did that help you, you know, make sure you're eligible, everything like that? Yes. I think that's a, another, like, when we're going back to the quote, separate to elevate, like, that's a big separator. Like, it, also just in high school, but in JUCO too, like, because if college coaches come and the, the first thing they ask is your grades. Because a lot of call, uh, JUCO kids are in JUCO because they have bad grades coming out of high school. Yeah. That's probably the sole reason, at least, or yeah. at least one of the big reasons. Exactly. So I think that's a very important part. For me, it wasn't never like I was. I always had good grades because I found it. Like I said, I found it a way to separate myself. I might not be the most athletic guy on the field, but I had the best grades. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I always try to find ways to separate myself, like the ways I could. Because yeah, I can't I, change my genetic code to get, you know what I mean? No, I, I can I, work at it. I agree 100% with you because I was in the same boat. I'm not like the most athletically gifted person, but I definitely had good grades. Like that was never a question. You know, I that exactly. you know, I was going to be able to get into the school if I needed to. Um, so, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's really good. I'm glad you we just talked about that because – for athletes, yeah. that's something that you got to make sure school might not be fun. It might not actually be the, even the most beneficial to you in your real life, but it's something that you need to make sure you do, like, you do at least apply yourself to make sure that you can, like, get through the class or, like, get into the next level if you need to or whatever. So do you have anything yeah. else that you want to talk about before we get to the exit interview questions? Um, I mean, honestly, I just want to, like, help somebody out there who's feeling like quitting or giving up to just don't like just yeah. just keep just one more day like i really like this quote by uh ed Milet. hey said, just, just one more yeah just one more day and then the next day is just one more the power of the power of one more he just dropped that exactly. book actually i'm i'm a huge ed Milet fan uh, oh really? i listen, Let's I, listen I listen to pretty much every one of his podcasts so uh, he's uh, he's awesome. He he's got yeah. such a love his voice first of all, like such a good yeah. podcasting voice, and then second of all, he's just dropping gems twenty four seven with uh, whatever guest he brings on. And, um, so Did guys, you listen to Andy Frisella Frisella. You uh, know, I don't know who that is. Okay, he he has the podcast called The Real A- AF. I think. Oh, I've heard of it, but I haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's- like I used to way back when I was working at McDonald's in mm-hmm. Italy. I was listening to his podcast. I think his this episode was called Playing for... Oh, Struggle is Your Privilege, it was called. Yeah. And like, because I was struggling at the time. Back in Italy working at McDonald's, I, I wanted to quit then too. 
And just like while I was riding my bike to work, like I was like, li- like yeah, keep deep, listening to that. Like, just like to, yes, yes, exactly. No, like podcasts are very powerful. I agree. And, and what's great is, man, you're giving free content to people where they're just able to listen whenever you're able to leave a legacy as well for whoever that might be associated with you. Um, there's just a lot of good things that come with the podcast. Like you're just going to help so many people, and you're even trying to start one yourself right now. I know you're in the works. Do you know what you're going to call it? Honestly, I, I, I think I'm going to call it Separate to Elevate. That's that's the plan. Separate If, to if it's available. Okay, well, when, whenever we get it up, uh, I'll, I'll, try, I'll put it in the show notes. That's what I'll do, so I'll update it. So. You guys can all that are listening to the audience, make sure you guys check out Julian's because I know it's going to be full of great stuff. And you're doing it with your roommate, correct? Yes. Um, we're doing it with my roommate, and then we're trying to bring up guests um, like this mm-hmm. over uh, Zoom. Just trying yes. to do a bunch of cool stuff, just talking about training, mentality, just like a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. And I mean, that's like. Some as an athlete, you can never talk about this stuff too much. You know what I'm saying? Like at exactly. the end of the day, you gotta you gotta keep trying to elevate yourself. You gotta keep the right people around you as well to make sure they're elevating you too. So yeah, can't wait to actually That's hear because awesome. I'll definitely tune in. So I'll put those in the show notes uh, when you once you start making it, and I'm, I'm looking forward <laughs> to what you got to uh, bring to the table. So now we'll transition to the exit interview. And these are questions I ask every guest that I bring on the show. Okay. It's really easy. We'll just wrap them off. So, um, do you have any favorite books, podcasts, or any other media outlets that you like to listen to? Yes. Yeah, so, my favorite book is Winning by Tim Grover. Like, that one is really like a book I can, like, relate to because mm-hmm. it talks about the struggles, why you try to win, mm-hmm. and, like, how nasty winning actually is. Love um it. yeah and then uh for podcasts i like uh ed Milet's podcast and andy frisella okay well those are every- my, my top two yeah well everybody listening i'll put those in the show notes so you guys can check out check them out and then uh go listen or research about them so if you had to restart today would you do anything differently no See, I always live with a mindset, no regret mentality. Like, every decision I make, I want to make it in a way that I have no regrets. So that's why I go all in in this type yeah. of stuff. Love it. Because I, I don't want to look back and regret it. Hey, that's a good answer. I like that one. <laughs> so what's the most important thing in order to be successful? Um, To keep going, honestly. Like... And always to to work to be the hardest, but also the smartest worker in the room. Yeah, have a, you're basically saying have a plan and don't give up. Yes, like I'm really I'm a really big planner. Like if I know I got this and this going on, I plan out every single outcome that, that could be mm-hmm. just to be prepared just in case. Yep. And then I'll go all in on plan A. But if plan A doesn't work, I have to deviate. And go on in on plan B, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, I really like the quote of Grant Cardone. I think it's, don't change don't change the goal, but change the plan to yep. get to the goal. I've so, heard that. Something close I've, like that. It's, yeah. it's something really similar. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good quote. Uh, is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, 
and just be hungry like and just <laughs> like i said I, oh resiliency like be resilient yeah like keep keep knocking on that door yeah keep just knocking yeah you gotta cons- it's all about consistency i think one of the big things exactly. with success is consistency and like you really really wanting it that bad like if you want it that bad you're gonna keep pushing for it so, yeah exactly like yeah yeah so what's some of your uh hobbies grind uh, obviously. like this no yeah. like this is <laughs> i don't like i said like i don't really have hobbies all i do is grind like this might sound like stupid per se but honestly like that's all i do yeah no i was just i was just curious there, no no i know i know it's great but also like sometimes people don't oh, what are you doing in your off time or in your free time i don't have free time yeah like you, you always fill it up with some and you're just trying to make sure yes, you keep bettering yourself exactly, in some way. exactly if the the only time i relax is sometimes i put like once every month on a weekend like a day I put on a show and I binge watched the whole thing. I completely like zone out. That's it. Yeah. Do you, That's it. I, I didn't talk to you about like recovery and I'm pretty big on recovery because obviously we're, we're training really hard. Um, mm-hmm. Like what, what does your recovery look like? Oh uh, yeah. That, that's a big part of really like focused on the past year. So I used to not, I used to be like, ah, oh, I don't need to sleep that much. I don't need to do recover that much. I was always like, oh, go, 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 yeah. go. But at one point, like, you get a certain level, you realize, oh, I was wrong. Yeah. And, like, that kind of, you know what I mean? You're almost, so, like, I hurting mean, yourself, you know, by not being exactly. able to eat, you know, eating right, yeah. sleeping, and exactly. doing the necessary recovery. Yeah. It's not much as how hard I was overtraining. It's more of under-recovering. That's yep. the problem. So key things I do is for sure sleep, um, sleep nine to 10 hours. Yes. Yeah. I said nine to 10 hours. Like that's, I honestly, I still struggle with it. Cause I feel like if I sleep too much, I get out of work. That's, that's how my mindset is. I'm, I'm just sleeping, but now I change, I shifted my mindset to sleep for me is work. Yeah. Cause that means I recover better. Yep. And you're able um, to, to perform better at the end of the day too. Exactly. With, with workouts or whatever. And, 100%, and and that's like, something I, I I agree I struggle with you on because I hate being out work. <laughs> Excuse me, damn. Uh, <laughs> I hate being out worked, and uh, so it's just like you have that mentality, especially when you've been the underdog. That you're like, oh, I gotta yes. be, go 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 go, and like it is good to some point, but there are like a point where it'll be like diminishing returns because you your body does need rest it does need proper recovery exactly you know rolling out stretching getting in the ice tub or you know whatever it may be like there's a there's a lot of things that go into trying to be an athlete and it's not necessarily just training as like now now when you're training hit it but you want to be smart about how you're training for sure exactly 100 percent. yeah and then for sure like good nutrition like that's a huge part too yep 100% 100% agree. Sorry, I, I just wanted to throw that in there because we didn't talk about it. But being an athlete, you need to you need to be well rounded in every like every aspect. Uh, it's twenty four seven. It's yeah. It's twenty four seven. Yeah, it's a twenty four seven job. So uh, 
Would it benefit anyone to reach out to you? And if so, where can they reach you at? Yes, please, for sure. I'm always open, always open in DMs, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, mainly Instagram. Um, like I said, at Julian underscore Baldy or on TikTok uh, at Coach underscore Juice. Okay, awesome. So I'll put that in the show notes too. So you guys reach out to him. Tell Julian, thank you for coming on to the show today. Julian, I just want to say thank you so much because we honestly haven't talked a ton, uh, you know, in the past. Yeah. Um, but it is great to catch up to you. And I know that you've been grinding your butt off. And I'm, I'm really proud of where you're able to, you know, propel yourself in life. And it's just really exciting, you know, just to be able to connect with, you know, guys like you that are still on that grind and just trying to make sure that you're doing everything you can. So really appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. And you're a Juco brother. And I love you, man. Thank you so much, man. This was awesome. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, of course, man. And um, for everybody listening, make sure that you follow the Elevated Edge podcast on Instagram at Elevated Edge podcast, one word, and then Twitter, Elevated underscore Edge. And uh, please feel free just to share the show. Let me know what you guys think about it. want to make sure I'm giving you guys the best content possible. Julian dropped a lot of gems today. So thank you guys for tuning in and uh, till next time.